right. Good morning, church. Um, it's good to be with you this morning. My name's Ben. Um, uh, I was the first intern here at City Light Lincoln about two years ago, um, and it's literally by the grace of God that I'm still around, okay? Like, that's not an understatement. Um, so about a, a year ago this time, um, I started, like, opening up the gym um, here, and yeah, I was just like, hey, let's just get people to play basketball. Let's, let's use the gym. And so um, people started showing up every week, and uh, before long, like, there was high school students from the neighborhood that started coming. And so um, that this last September, we started the high school ministry. So it's been awesome to, I, I, I get, like, the privilege to lead the high school ministry here at City Light. And so if you're a high school, high school student in the room, like, please come Wednesday nights at 630. Um, yeah, come. If you want to volunteer, uh, come talk to me or anyone else that looks crazy enough to actually volunteer in the high school ministry because it has been an eventful year to say the least. Um, but if you're just joining us this morning, um, we've been going through the book of Ephesians and it's been so fruitful for me uh, to study the, this book, um, to see what my identity is in Christ. If, um, yeah, as we those of us that have placed our faith in Jesus, like, what is our identity? And so chapters 1 through 3 is, um, what is your identity? Chapters 4, four 5, and 6 is, like, how do we, res we respond to our identity, okay? Um, <clears throat> so I have a daughter. She's a 11 months old. Her name's Addison. And um, if you've been around kids, if you have kids, you know that they like to, they tend to do things that you do, Okay. Um, so one of Addison's favorite things to do, she did it this morning, is like hunt for my Xbox controller, okay? <laughs> and wherever that Xbox controller is, like it, she, if it's on the couch, coffee table, whatever, she will pull herself up, press the middle button, like turn to the Xbox, wait for it to click on, and then she'll like start screaming and smiling, right? <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, translation, like it's time to play Fortnite, you know? <laughs> and so my wife is like, not, I don't know, for like bless her and praise God for her. But uh, like, so my daughter, I didn't have to like teach her those things. Like she just naturally learned um, good or bad, like things that I do, right? Um, it's kind of scary. But for us, um, as we'll see in Ephesians 5, like we are to be imitators of God. So we should um naturally like it should be natural for us to imitate our heavenly father okay um so in the same way Addie naturally imitates her father um it should be natural for us to imitate our heavenly father okay so if you have a, a bible open to ephesians 5 um verse 1 and verse 1 starts out with the word therefore therefore is pointing us back to ephesians 4 um verses 32 um it's Verse 32, it says, um, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. So um, these, like, commands are not out of, like, for us to be uh, good people, but it's out of our, our motivation is um, from Christ's forgiveness of us, right? So um, last week, Mo talked about uh, taking off our old self, being renewed in our mind, and putting on our new, our new self, Right? Um, so this is what the word therefore is talking about. So verse one, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children. 
And we are like, Paul is referring and giving the analogy to us as children. Um, and so for some of us, like, okay, that's kind of like hard. Like, I feel like God might be this guy on a cloud, like ordering us around. No, like he, if you've placed your faith in Christ, he is your father. Okay. Um, for me to be reminded of this, I need to like constantly remind like, okay, God is with me. God is near to me. He's not like this, this being that is commanding me to do these things. Right. And I have to do these things. Um, so I remind myself by like, why, why do I love my daughter? Like what has my 11 month old daughter done for me to love her? Right. Um, she can't speak. She can't walk. Uh, but I love her because she is mine, right? She is the daughter of Ben and Katie Oltman because, like, that's that's who she is. That's her identity. And so in the same way, like, Christ says, you, if you place your faith in Jesus, you are mine. Um, we don't have to do anything to earn his love. He says, like, it's worth it to love you. Like, I want to seek you out, and I love you, not because of anything you've done, but because I've decided to. Um, verse 2 says, walk in love. Look with me at verse 2. Walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Um, how did Jesus love? Uh, he humbly gave himself up. He humbly came to earth and died for sinners, right? Um Christ's death was a satisfying aroma to God. This self-sacrificing love is the answer as to how we should imitate God. We should look to Jesus. Um, Paul's encouraging the church to be unified, reminding them of Christ's love for them. Love the way that Christ loved you. Um, we should give all of ourselves up to God because Christ gave all of himself to us. Um, so, Church, this doesn't mean to be united during the time um, like you're here between these walls, okay? So this love, this self-sacrificing love, um, shouldn't just take place on a Sunday morning, okay? Um, here's how, like, this is challenging in my life this week. Uh, so we had City Light High on Wednesday night. Um, I took some guys home. We're playing ball. Like, there's a bunch of, bunch of guys coming in, like, probably 40 students or so. And I took some guys home. And I'm like, okay, at the end of the night, it's about 1130 at night. I'm tired. I need something to kind of satisfy me, okay? So I'm going to get snacks, all right? And I look at my wallet, and all my money's gone, okay? So, like, a high school students, like, took my money, okay? Um, so, but what I'm challenging, challenged with is how do I love students? How do I love people when I am hurt? How do I love people when it's not convenient for me? How do I love people outside of the church building, um, when it's hard, because uh, Christ died for people um, that, like, slandered him, that hated him, right? So he loved the very people that killed him, all right? And there's no comparison between me losing money and the, the sacrifice that Christ gave for us. Like, there's no comparison. Um, so I just want to challenge you, like, love outside of this church building as the unified body of Christ, Okay. Look with me in verses 3 and 4. Verse 3. Sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. So 
Paul points out six sins in these verses. First, sexual immorality uh, or fornication. So this would be uh, sex outside of marriage. So outside of the biblical definition of marriage, um, like it's sin. Okay, so let me, um, any type of sexual act outside of the biblical meaning of marriage is sin. Okay, next, all impurity or covetousness. All impurity. So uh, thoughts, pornography, masturbation, anything that disrupts the purpose of what God intended that person or object to be is impure and it's sin. Okay? So let me, like, repeat that. Um, So impurity, what's impurity? Um, Anything that disrupts the purpose of what God intended that person or object to be is impure and it's sin. Covetousness is waiting or wanting something uh, that is not yours. So maybe it's uh, that person's body, that person's skills, um, the paycheck, the house, anything that you're looking for to satisfy you that is not God, that is coveting, okay? Um, and the last three are uh, foolish talk, um, filthiness, and crude joking, okay? Um, quick story, a good friend of mine, uh, we were in a coffee shop. He comes up to me, this is three months ago, and um, he's like, dude, I heard we're going to be reading through the book of Ephesians or going through the book of Ephesians. I was like, yeah, dude, I can't wait. Um, and he's like, yeah, I just read through it. So what do you think about Ephesians 5 verse 4? Okay, no foolishness, no crude joking, all these things. And I look, looked at him, and I was like, nah, we're going to worry about that later. Like, I'm not going to let God <laughs> convict me of that right now. So not knowing three months later, like, I'm going to literally be preaching on this, okay? Um, th- this is a... Sh- a struggle for me. Um, I've, like, as I've studied this word this week, God has revealed sin in my life that I'm unaware of, okay? So I've been wrestling with this, and I thank God for that that guy. Um, he's a good friend of mine. It wasn't like a planned meetup, but um, God used him three months ago, and um, yeah, so it's good. It, this is something, I, like, I want to confess to you that I'm convicted of all six of these things, and I am not above the words that I'm speaking, okay? I am preaching to myself. I am with you in this. I need Jesus' grace for all the times I don't live up to the standard. Um, also, let me point out that um, there's no level to these sins, okay? So you should not be thinking like, man, okay, I got to watch what I say. But at least I'm not like desiring someone else, like physically, okay? No, there's no like, oh, one's worse than the other. Like, sin is sin. Um, whether you're struggling, struggling with a porn addiction or um, a tendency to, like, um, be discouraging with your sarcasm, uh, the ground at the foot of, of the foot of the cross is level, okay? So we're all at the level ground, like, looking up at Jesus, all right? Um, Jesus explains in Matthew 12, verse 34, that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So can I ask, like, how is your heart? Okay, these sins, it's not like a sin problem. It's a heart problem. It's like a wrong view of God. Um, We don't have a correct view of God. We're looking towards other things for our satisfaction and not Christ. Um, I would say, like, the Bible in general and Jesus is not calling us to behavior modification but a heart transformation. City Light, these sins and desires from a heart that is unsatisfied by God. 
So continue with me in verses 5 and 6. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and, and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Ben, this is heavy. I didn't come here to have this weight on my, on my shoulders, right? I, like, sat under this word, again, like, being convicted, and, um, and I prayed for myself and for you this morning that we wouldn't take the word of God lightly, okay? We can be sure that there's a penalty for our sin, right? Um, we can be sure that everyone who is sexually immoral, impure, and idolater shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So if you're following along, taking notes or something, please, uh, we're going to read verse 5 again. But notice the word is, okay? I want you to underline the word is. So verse 5, for you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance, of, inheritance in the kingdom of God or Christ. So the word is is giving an identity to the people that are acting in these sins. Um, without repentance, right? Without a desire to seek Christ. Um, people whose identity is sin without repentance, indulging in desires of flesh. Some of us have placed our faith in Christ, and we are fighting sin. Um, we're fighting against these desires because they're no longer our, our identity. Um, if you're not fighting against sin, um, if you're not... Uh, pursuing Christ or have an affection for Christ, I want to graciously say uh, that you might not have a relationship with Jesus. Our goal as a Christian, like if you're a follower of Jesus, our goal is not to not have any sin in our life. That's not our goal. We are to fight sin. We are to look to Jesus and, how, and see how did Jesus walk. Jesus was a perfect example of walking in love, the perfect person walking in life. And so we get a point to Jesus, right? Um, you don't need to be better. You need to find life in Jesus. The wrath of God is real, and it's real to those who are disobedient to him. Jesus has provided a way of escape from wrath by taking the wrath for us on the cross. Place your faith in him. So how can we fight against these sins? What does Paul give us? Um, verse 4, the very end, it says, uh, instead, let there be thanksgiving. So what's thanksgiving? It's not a turkey dinner, okay? Um, thanksgiving is exactly opposite of covetous. Covetous or coveting, um, idolatry. Um, thanksgiving is when you feel that God is withholding nothing, when you're abounding with joy towards God. Idolatry and coveting is, um, man, seeking other things for satisfaction other than Christ. So... When we realize the love of Christ, we are able to acknowledge and give thanks to God for the boundaries that he has given. Okay? Let me repeat that. When we realize the love of Christ, we are able to acknowledge and give thanks to God for the boundaries that he has given. So, first point was, beloved children, walk in love. Beloved children of God, walk in love. Okay, my second point. Um, second point is, beloved children, Beloved children of light, walk in light, okay? Verse 7. 
Therefore, do not become partners with them. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Verse 9. For the fruit of life is found in all that is good and right and true. Paul commands his readers to not associate and participate in these acts um, with the people who are in darkness. And he doesn't just say, uh, dude, you were around darkness or you're a part of darkness. Like, like darkness was at one time your identity. And we see in Ephesians 2, one page back, um, uh, Ephesians 2, we were um, children of wrath, right? We were following and desiring and pursuing the pleasures of our flesh. Um, Paul is commanding the church to be who you are. Like you are no longer in darkness. You are now light. Like walk as children of light. 1 John 1, 6-7 says, If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So you are in the light, okay? You're in the light of the Lord. If you are in the Lord, then you are in the light, and the light is in you. So how do we walk as children of light? I'd say two ways. Um, We don't hide our lies, and there will be fruit in the children of light, okay? So how do we walk in that? What does it look like? So our lives aren't hidden, okay? So um, let's just say, imagine like everything that you looked at, saw, and said this last week came up on the screen behind me, right? Like I'd probably be jumping in my boots and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to like cover this up, right? But as children of the light, we are not ashamed. We, there is no shame and guilt, right? Because Jesus took our sins and paid for those sins on the cross. Um, we, can, we can talk about our sin, we can confess our sin, um, and we can expose our sin. Like, we're no longer identified um, with our sin, no longer identified in darkness. Um, God looks at us and sees his son Jesus, who satisfied his wrath. Okay, that's the first one. So we, our lives are not hidden. Second, as children of light, there should be fruit in our life, and no fruit comes without light. The light of the Lord will be visible for others to see. So love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, and self-control are fruits of the Spirit. Um, Those will, like Jesus, will shine through us um, in the fruits of the, like through the fruits of the Spirit. Um, This isn't about like trying to do these things, like I'm going to love and be kind. No, like uh, Jesus naturally, like in our lives, we will naturally, as we imitate God, um, there we will expose darkness um, in people around us and in our own lives. Uh, Verse 9 clearly says that these are found, the fruits of the Spirit, the fruit is found in what is good, right, and true, and aside from Christ, I I know, like, I'm none of these, okay? I am not good, right, and true aside from Christ. So continue with me, verses 10 and 11. By the way, you guys are doing great. I'm used to high school ministry, telling them to get off their phones or something, or like stop playing Fortnite for just a second, okay? Like, you guys are doing awesome. Um, It's literally a blessing, so. Uh, Verse 10, try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part, verse 11, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them, okay? So 
we should try, as children of light, we should try and discern what is pleasing to God. Okay, so what do we do? Do we try and make, um, you know, him, like, happier with us? What do we do? And um, I want us to look back to verse 2. It says, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. So that last part, Paul doesn't just end with, like, he gave himself for us, right? He adds a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Um, so we get to, uh, in like the Old Testament, um, when people sacrifice to God, uh, their aroma was good. Like the aroma pleased the Lord. So in, in Numbers 29, verse 2, he said, you shall offer a burnt offering as a soothing aroma to the Lord. So we don't please God naturally without, apart from Christ, okay? Um, but Jesus, his aroma, his sacrifice was pleasing to God. So we point to Christ. Um, our good gestures and works are not what is ultimately pleasing to God. Um, we are children of light, and if, we, if that is our identity, then we are in Christ, and Christ is in us. It's his love that is pleasing to the Father. Verse 11, um, do not partake in the unfruitful works of darkness, but expose them. Christ will use us to expose darkness. Now, this gets a little confusing uh, after verse 11. Uh, verse 12 and 13, I'll read them out loud. Uh, For it is shameful even to speak of these things, right? So we're talking about, but instead expose them. It's, it, but then he's like, it's shameful even to speak, right? And it's even to speak of these things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. So to clarify, um, we should talk about these things as, um, as followers of Christ, we should call sin for what it is, all right? Um, if we aren't calling sin, if we're talking about these things, the things that Paul's saying is talking about these things, other than like saying, hey, this is sin, and um, reproving that, then we you might as well be like fellowship, like being partakers in that, right? So we as the body of Christ should talk about it and say, no, this is sin, and bring, and again, expose it. Expose, by the grace of God, graciously, through Jesus, like, expose um, sin. Uh, there's three main steps that I want to point out um, as Christ exposes sin, right? So first, uh, at one point, we were exposed. If we're children of the light, uh, we've placed our faith in Jesus, we were at one time exposed of our sin, right? Um, second, confess our sin. Repent of your sin and lay it at the feet of Christ. And last, we should expose sin by pointing others to Jesus. This doesn't mean uh, we're a part of Jesus' police squad, but um, in our daily lives, the way you live should expose darkness in other people around you. Um, verse 14, therefore, anything that becomes visible is light. As children of light, we should awake and be eager and filled with joy that Christ is shining on us. Like, don't act like uh, like Jesus is your ticket to heaven, but now, like Christ is shining on you, experience the joy and love of Jesus now. So, man, I want to, um, how does this play out in my life? Like, I want to share with you how this has played out, how Jesus ha has exposed darkness in my life. Um, a little over two years ago, like when I came on staff, I was six months uh, married, and I started my city group, and a few months after that, um, I confessed to my wife that I had been looking at pornography, okay? Um, 
that night. We had city group. We split up into guys and girls. I confessed the same thing to all the guys that night. Um, and my wife got to talk with the girls. Um, and I, so I got to experience, like, freedom. I got to experience the, the grace of Christ for one of the first times in my life. Um, it wasn't easy. It's not easy to say, man, like, my sin doesn't just affect me, um, but it affects my relationship with, with uh, Katie, and it affects my fellowship with Jesus, right? But I've, like, through everything, I've tried everything, right? And the only thing that is able to heal us is the grace of Jesus Christ, okay? Um, yeah, I want to say also, like, this, it's not just about your sexual sin. It's all sin, right? All of it. It's like a level playing field. And, um, yeah, this sin specifically, you're, like, you're not alone. This isn't a sin for just guys. It's a sin with girls. It's not a sin for just single people, but also married couples. Like, um, it was just so freeing and healing for me to talk about what's really going on in my life. So, by the grace of God, like, he's healing me and healed me from this. Like, I've experienced freedom that God has used our marriage um, for people in the church and for other people. So, um, yeah, the, the grace that I experience is not um, fully from from Katie, it's like the, the grace of Jesus Christ, you know, through her. Um, so experiencing Jesus' love and grace is the only solution to our addictions and sin, right? Um, so maybe you've placed your faith in Christ, and I just want to encourage you, like, man, would you pray that God would expose areas of darkness in your life? And this is a hard thing, like, kind of like, I think sometimes I'm like, careful what you pray for, Ben, like, he might actually expose your sin, you know, like, you might actually grow in your walk with Jesus, like, all these things in your relationship, but, like, would you sit down and pray that God would um, expose your sin, like, bring certain things in your life to the light, not just sexual sin, any, any of this, like, again, I, I sat down and wrestled with true joking, like, I'm wrestling with that, I'm like, I'm unaware of what I'm saying in public and around my family. So I want to challenge you, believer, like person who's placed their faith in Christ, um, practically get involved in a city group. Uh, be in a huddle and confess and pray for one another. Um, that's how we experience healing through the love of Christ. And maybe you haven't placed your faith in Jesus. Um, thank, thank you for being here. Um, we love you, care for you, and you don't have to clean yourself up. Okay, Paul doesn't say, man, just keep exposing yourself, like get a little bit better, show me how long you can go without doing this, and then like come to me. No, like come as you are. Um, verse 14, it's God's invitation to you. Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Apart from Jesus, it says that we're sleeping, we're spiritually dead, but there's good news, like Jesus makes us alive, right? Um, you don't have to be a son or daughter of, of disobedience or stay in darkness. You can be adopted by the family of God through Jesus. So City Light, praise Jesus that we have like a perfect example of someone who walked in love without committing sin. We have a perfect example of someone who walked in the light and showed the light to the world. And by Jesus, like we get to have a relationship with the Father. Um, he's our perfect substitute. And by his death and resurrection on the cross, like, we get to experience grace. For all the times that we don't perfectly walk in love and walk in light, 
which there are many, and there are still going to be many times, there's grace for us. Um, because of Jesus, we can be called beloved children of God. Let's pray.